Thought Bubble Audio. Hi, and welcome to Woman your weekly podcast review of the CW's hit show, Batwoman. I am Palmer, and with me, as always, is Tony Ann. Say hi, Tony Ann. Hello, how are you? I am good. How about you? I am so good. I'm so excited to talk about this episode. I have thoughts. Do you? Well, that's good. Otherwise, it would be a very boring podcast. Very true, but I'm very excited. It's the most excited I've been in a long time. You know what? That is, I mean, yes, but not in the sense like, 2020 was absolute crap and nothing happened you know this is actually like legitimately excited i i've been wanting to see how this plays out and as i tweeted out last night when i was watching the episode i don't know what i was expecting but i feel like the show delivered more than than what i was expecting i basically tweeted out the exact same thing when i was watching earlier this afternoon i basically said i don't know exactly what i was expecting but what we got wasn't it and what we got was kind of sort of perfect in my opinion yeah and we'll dive into that in length um so for any of you that have been living under a rock for say seven ish months after like like days mere like two days after the season finale last season ruby rose announced she wasn't coming back and that kind of lit a a fire for the next couple of months about who would replace Kate, you know, who would replace her as Kate Kane. And then they decided they weren't going to replace Kate Kane. They were going to introduce a new character, Ryan Wilder, who got cast by Javicia Leslie. Um, that ignited a good amount of people who were upset because. Not with the character of Ryan Wilder, not the fact that she was a black woman, but that they felt um, they no one could. There's a good amount of people couldn't understand why they just wouldn't replace Kate Kane. Like it's something that is done all the time in comic book movies or TV shows. But this show initially was like, well, we're not going to do that. So they started on this course. It did upset quite a bit of people other people were willing to give it a chance and some actually came on because of Javicia Leslie I know a bunch of people that did and I just want to openly state um that I was wrong because when we found out before we found out the casting of Ryan Wilder when we found out that they were going in the direction of a new character at all I was so completely against it I thought they were biting off their nose to spite their face and I was a hundred percent wrong yeah. I can unequivocally say after this episode that they made the right call. Okay. Well, that's good to hear. It's nice to hear people admit when they're wrong. As someone who is never wrong, I don't know I don't <laughs> oh, know exactly are... what that feeling is like. You are wrong quite quite frequently. So, um I had a little bit of reservation because I really love the character of Kate Kane and I want her back. I want her back as Batwoman. I want to see where I want to see where Ryan Wilder's character goes from here. So I'm on this journey, but ultimately I'll be disappointed if we don't get Kate back at some point. Um, but we'll see. 
So we're going to dive in to season two, episode one. What happened to Kate Kane? Now we have sort of like the normal weekly flashback of what happened last season. You know, you can go back and listen to all of our episode recaps. It was pretty light and breezy as to what happened last season, which was weird. But we start off with Ryan asleep in her van that she lives in, in the middle of, I would say, like a parkish area. Yeah, I didn't know where where they were, if it was like an RV park or like just some like abandoned place somewhere. Yeah, it it looked more like an abandoned place, almost like when she um, when we get to later on, there's a chase sequence. Uh, It almost looks like an old um, amusement park area. Oh, okay, Like a campground. Um, I wouldn't kind of. Yeah. Almost like one of those like random roadshow like. Yeah. Like uh, fairs that pop up. So she's sleeping in her van and we have a flashback and. Between what's going on in real time or in the present time and her flashback kind of intermittently cuts between back and forth. Basically, her flashback is her about to move into a new apartment with her mother. Uh, And then we flash to her mother lying prone on the floor, bloody and hurt, trying to save her. So we don't exactly know what happens. We're just getting like glimpses in this flashback. That's being intercut with stuff that is happening in present day in which we hear an explosion that awakens Ryan. She looks out her van window and she sees the tail of a plane come crashing down next to her. And then kind of the tooth like from the from the front nose to like two thirds of the plane going out over the over the lake or river. So she comes rushing out. She finds a homeless man who's who's on the ground, who looks injured, hurt. She goes over, she starts doing chest compressions, and that leads to one of the flashbacks of her doing chest compressions to her mother. I thought that was brilliantly done, by the way. I I did really like it because it's it's setting up her backstory, but at the same time, like you don't exactly know what happened. Like you don't know did she just randomly come in and see her mother like that? So she She's having flashbacks of trying to save her mother here. She ends up saving the the homeless person as she kind of is just in a field or on kind of a beachy area. So on a kind of a beachy area with this tail and flames around her trying to figure out if there's anybody else there that needs help. While this is going on, we have Mary and Luke over in the bat cave talking about. Mary comes in talking about how Gotham is raining jets, and she asks if um, if Kate is on the scene. Luke's like, I haven't heard from Kate. She went to National City a day or two ago. She's supposed to be back. She hasn't gotten back yet. This is also being intercut with what Ryan's doing as Luke slowly finds out that Kate's plane got, Kate's plane got um, grounded initially due to bad weather. It then finally took off late, and at certain times she was at certain um, she was at altitudes. certain t- altitudes, uh, and it gradually goes downward. Like the altitudes gradually go downward until Luke has a very shocked look on his face. We already know by this point because he gave us the 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 tail the number. number. 
the tail number of Kate's plane. So we already know at this point that it's the same plane that got that crashed into the beach uh, because you see the tail very clearly. Like you see those letters before even Luke starts referencing them. Mary doesn't know what's going on. She's trying to get information out of Luke. Luke looks horrified and Ryan finds uh, the bat suit on the sand. And can I just say, like, yes. we knew that she was going to get the bat suit because they kind of broke down that she was going to somehow get the bat suit. I just assumed that she was going to steal it. Well, this... I mean, she kind of does. Well, no, no, no. But I mean, like, actually break in and steal it. I thought she was going to break into the Batcave and take it. Okay, and I'm so glad they didn't do that. Me too. This was way better. Uh, yeah. I think it's – so I'm willing to both enjoy and call some stuff out on this episode. While I enjoy what they did with her finding the Batsuit, I also think it's a little, like, convenient. Like, oh, the, the Batsuit just kind of dropped out of the sky. Uh, well, as somebody who's watched many a plane crash on many different TV shows, random things when the plane goes boom, random things end up going with you. I'm just surprised. Well, I mean, I guess she wouldn't be wearing the bat suit on the plane. But what do we think happened to Kate? Well, I mean, there's that will come up later on. But all we know is that was Kate's plane. She was supposed she was on it for all intents and purposes, um, or she was supposed to be on it. Uh, the fact that the bat suit was on the plane means that she was on it, because I don't see how the bat suit would have made it on the plane unless she did. Yes, although you would think like she probably had it on the plane, like in some sort of storage area. I'm guessing you know, she brought she... it. She didn't check it. I'm guessing she. I mean, just to kind of get realistic for a second, she didn't check the bag. She kind of used it as her carry-on because I don't think she would want to be away from the bat suit. Well, it's her plane. Like it's not a. Oh, that was her plane. Yeah, it's not like a. It's not it like wasn't a Pan a... Am. Yeah, okay, it wasn't a commercial wasn't a... flight. It was a private plane. Okay. So she probably she probably had it on the plane if she needed it, but was you know if she was just walking around National City as Kate, she probably wasn't carrying it with her the entire time. It was probably just on the plane in case she needed it. After I missed the, that it was her plane. Yeah, I mean she's rich. I think she's gonna fly commercial. Come on. I you're right. I should have figured it out, but I didn't. So. Uh, so after the, after the, uh, intro, which um, did they change the intro? I believe we get a little animation of like the batarang going into the wall before the Batwoman symbol comes up. Yes. I, I liked that. I, I like it. I wish there was a little bit more to it than just that, but it was, it was good. We get Kate, uh, no, we get <laughs> Jacob arriving onto the scene and, uh, I'm going to get this out of the way now. Like Jacob for all his flaws is probably about as bad of a father as Liam Neeson is in Taken. Like <laughs> you don't want to be his child because you're just going to end up missing at some point in your life. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I did feel bad for him because he, but I just also too, like, 
I felt bad for him, but also I could have done with. Does that make sense? I could have completely done without him in this episode. Uh, I don't. Eh, there's, yeah. Look, there's there's a lot in this episode, but at the same time, I don't think there's a <laughs> there's a lot that happens in this episode. But at the same time, I don't think anything happens in this episode. This was weird. the this was the we are wrapping up all of the Kate Kane related stories and segueing into a new chapter. Yeah, and it and unfortunately, given their time frame, it felt a little rushed. Ah, uh, yeah. No, it absolutely did, because there was something that happened later in the episode, and I think you know what I mean, uh, that I was expecting not to happen until two or three episodes from now. Yeah. So Jacob jumps out of the thing, uh, jumps out of his car and is like, all right, I'm here to help. Um, uh, Gotham City police are on the scene and, you know, the the lead detective is like, you know, we don't really think you should be here. You're probably just going to get in the way because of your emotion. Sophie comes up off the beach who's been looking for Kate. There's no sign of Kate so far. She's not in the wreckage that they found yet. So all they've really searched for right now is on the beach. Sophie kind of hands Jacob a flashlight and is like, all right, come, you know, you can help me look. We go over to Wayne Towers with Mary and Luke still trying to figure out what's going on. They still haven't been able to get in touch with Kate. Luke does tell Mary that, you know, if Kate was wearing the bat suit, then she's fine because of the techno because of the shock absorbance and the cape. She would be able to still fall from that height and, you know, she'd be hurt, she'd be injured, but she could she would still be alive. As they are talking, we they're walking into the office and Tommy Elliott as Bruce Wayne makes his first appearance of the season, kind of surprising them both. How are we going to refer to him just as are we just going to call him Tommy? Yeah, we're going to call him Tommy. OK, that's all. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just Tommy. We cut to commercial. We come back from commercial. We pick up the scene kind of right where it ended, where Luke's like, so you've been gone for like four years. What the hell? And Tommy's response to it is, well, you know, I just heard Kate was missing, so I came back. And in my head, in this moment, I thought maybe he crashed her plane on purpose to give him the perfect excuse to come back. That's where my mind went. I mean, that that is a pretty good idea. I And, you know, that is not – that is a – Decent sounding villain plan, I will say that. However, Luke really he got hit with the stupid fixer. For how smart Luke is, he's incredibly stupid in this episode. He really, really is. Like, I like, just... like Luke, he wasn't in Gotham, and he probably wasn't even in the United States. And he made it back in less than 12 hours because Kate was missing. Yeah. Well, that did, that wasn't even what did it for. There were a few moments where oh, I know there's to... there's more. But like right there, I'm like, you got back pretty quickly for somebody who, you know, we couldn't Has contact. Been... Yeah. Like I, I said this when I was live tweeting the episode as I as I was watching. I was like, Luke, I love you. But my God, did you get hit with a stupid stick? Mary goes off to Mary goes off to talk to her to call her father to check in to help him out 
because obviously he's going through some stuff. Uh, so uh, Tommy and Tommy and Luke kind of have a little catching up to do, and Tommy and you know Luke's like, "All right, you should see the Batcave." And, and this Tom, Tommy's like, "You're right. Let's see that old Batcave." And this was the moment where I went, yeah. "Come on, Luke." Looks like, all right, you want to open the door? And he points to the to the bookcase, and Tommy's like, those sure are books over there. Now, <laughs> let's get to the Batcave, because I am Bruce Wayne. And he very clearly does not know how to open yeah. the Batcave. So, and I'm just like, hello. So he tells Luke, you know what? You've been doing this for a while now. You open the Batcave. And he very stupidly... Just yep. accepts that as a reasonable conclusion and opens the door. You got it, Bruce. I like what? I also, <laughs> I also liked how Tommy keeps referring to him as Mini Fox, and I want to know: is this something Bruce actually referred to him as? I mean, because if I... not, it's very like, it's very like older brother annoying. Yeah, but you know what? He he didn't bump on it. Like it didn't. If it was something new, and not something he'd heard before, or not something he'd heard from Bruce, why didn't he go? Uh, what's with the new nickname, dude? Because he is not smart. <laughs> he is smart though. He just sort of forgot. He is. He is book smart. <laughs> he is not smart in practicality. He's not or smart. Read. <laughs> Or, or common sense at times. I'm, I'm going. I'm just going to go ahead and blame this on missing slash grieving for Kate. Yes, missing slash grieving for Kate and being happy to see Bruce again. Like uh, that's fine. Like though, I will. I'm willing to kind of accept that to a degree. But, but if this went on for like a decent chunk of time, at some point. I would like just fly down. I would fly to Canada where they're filming, show up on set one day when they're taping a Luke scene and just like hit him with a nerf bat or something. I mean, Be like, stop being so dumb, Luke. I, I even I even said it again. I even said, well, there was no way that this could and it didn't. But there was no way that this could last too long because, I mean, in the 15 minutes he'd been on screen at the time that I had tweeted this, he'd already made, uh, Tommy, that is, had already made, like, five mistakes. Like, there was no yeah. way that he was going to be able to, to maintain his Bruce cover for very long. Yeah. We switch over to Ryan. I assume we're not introduced to the character at all. I'm assuming it's her parole officer. It is. Because I, I paused the thing where her name was, and it said parole right. officer underneath. Which is weird. And, I'll, you know, we'll get to why that's weird in a bit. But the parole officer is like, so, you know, what's new? Doing any illegal stuff? And Ryan's like, nope, I'm good. And Ryan is about to tell her she found the Batwoman suit. She's like, I found something, and it's game-changing. And their parole officer is like, oh, is it a job? No, no, it's not a job. Is it a house? No, it's not a house. Is it, you know, paying your court fines? Look, you're really taking all the fun out of this. I loved this whole scene. It It is a good scene where 
we're getting a glimpse into Ryan's past. So with the fact that this person is a parole officer, Ryan is obviously on parole for some reason. We don't know exactly why just yet. We just know she's on parole. And she obviously doesn't have a job. Nor a place to live. Nor a place to live. I mean, well, she has her van. But the... But not like a... Not like a actual address yeah uh and ryan's like look you know no one wants to hire an ex-con no one wants to rent to an ex-con which i i understand what they were doing in this scene but this is gotham like 80 percent of the population are ex-cons in gotham but also too that that wasn't even the part of the scene that i really enjoyed um because her parole officer kept trying to because she said like you think i make these choices on my own and then her parole officer is like yeah you have the power to change things and she said you think i have power i am the very definition of powerless right because and because at least in her mind she is not getting she is not getting rooming because she's an ex-con she's not getting a job because she's an ex-con and we can we, we're going to take her at her word because we don't know anything about this character or what's happened to her prior to this. I'm hoping we'll see more and more of her backstory fill in, like aside from the important bits that we get here. But that's kind of so it's just kind of setting it up where Ryan is at this point in her life. And it's also setting up the motive for why she wants to put the suit on to begin yeah. with. Yep. Uh, and alluding to her past life. Then we go over to the crow's uh, office in which we go to the hall where Sophie is just sitting on the stairs. And look, nothing good has ever come from Sophie being in a hall in the crow building. No, that's true. Enter blonde Mrs. Sophie. (laughs) Also known as Julia. (laughs) Yes, also known as Julia Pennyworth. Um, there wasn't, but prior to this, wasn't talked about a lot in in like the upcoming season. So I was a little surprised to see her right off the bat. Although obviously I would imagine she would have been in it, but like she had, I thought she had been bumped up to a regular. Apparently, I made up that news myself. I when think I went back he and wanted looked, her to be one. I yeah. don't know that it was actually a reality. So she comes in and she's like, you know. Still no sign yet. Still haven't heard anything. Uh, Sophie says that the investigator thinks that the cause of the plane kind of pulling apart was a recalled engine part. And they just my kind spidey of... senses were already up at this point. I'm like, yeah, no, there's more to this. Well, yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of obvious. <laughs> so they have a little. You know, they have a little heart to heart and Sophie asked Julia, you know, point blank, like, could this be Sophia? You know, you showed me a picture a couple of days ago of us and I was a target. You and Kate were close. Could she be a target? And we also and- got the p- correct pronunciation of the name. It's Sophia. You kept saying uh, Sephia, I believe. Yes. Well, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we've gotten I'm sure we've also gotten her pronunciation before and I've butchered it. But they said it enough now that I'm like, all right, I got this in my head. 
I also like that they established in this scene that we are only a couple of days post uh, the season one finale. I wasn't sure if we were going to do any kind of a time jump, not to say that we won't in the coming weeks, but right. I wasn't sure if we would coming into the season. And I kind of like that they established that we have not. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a couple of days. And so Sophie, you know, is kind of pushing Julia for any information that she thinks Julia might be keeping from her. And Julia's like, if I knew anything, I would tell you, I don't know anything. Uh, Mary goes over to Jacob's office, and this is the first time they're seeing each other, it seems, since Kate's uh, disappearance, which obviously, again, was only a few hours ago. But uh, and. Jacob is on the phone with the commissioner saying, you know, they just started the investigation and he's not going to give up searching. One thing that was weird to me in this, in the the last two scenes with Jacob, is it seems like the the police department is a little bit more prevalent, prevalent than we saw in the first season, where they seem to be working a little bit more with the crows. Where last season, it kind of made it look like the crows were just like over the police department and the police department was almost to an extent subservient to them. Yeah, I mean, I just kind of chalked that up to being like this is not like this is something that the police would normally handle, whereas I feel like the crows are kind of like specifically like crime related. Yeah, finding criminals and tracking them down. Yeah. So kind like, of like, so like speeding tickets, missing persons, jaywalking. That's a that's the Gotham Police Department's purview. And then the crows are basically supervillain bounty hunters in my head. Yeah. Okay. Just to kind of uh, that's how I'm equating it. Whether or not that's correct or not, I don't know. But that's sort of I always how I pictured it. I don't know if I would go with super uh, supervillain bounty hunters. I would just say like any sort of like. Like anything above mundane crime, like break-ins, murder, like that's the crow's. That's the crow's job, and the GCPD is just like beat cop level stuff. Yeah. So Mary comes in as the as he's getting off the phone with the commissioner, and he lets Mary know that they found the pilot in the in the river. Did they uh, say they found the pilot, or they found his hand? They said they found. They said they ID'd the pilot because they found his hand said, in the right, river. Right, they found his hand in the river, which is also where we see like a lot of the plane kind of veering off to when it's crashing. So they feel that Kate might have also been in the river, and they've switched the they've switched the investigation from rescue to recovery. Right, Mary. You know, telling him, you know, you shouldn't give up. These are the same people that told you to give up on Beth, and look what happened. Stranger things have happened. Mary is, for everything that Mary's kind of going through, and she's emotional about it, she's also being optimistic. Yes. She's quintessentially Mary, and I love her so much. Like, yeah. Mary always seems to find the positive in everything, even when everything around her is a gigantic dumpster fire. Yeah. So, you know, her and her and Jacob have a really nice heart to heart, which is good because this is also, as we know, it's only been two days. So this is probably also the first time 
her and Jacob have even talked since Jacob tried killing Batwoman. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So Mary is at least composed enough. Mary sees the line and differentiates Jacob trying to kill Batwoman with Jacob caring about Kate. Like he doesn't know both. He doesn't know both things are the same person. So she's able to be like, well, you just tried killing her and now you're sad. Yeah, that was a little weird. Down into the down into the uh, Batcave, we have Tommy and Luke kind of just talking. Luke still doesn't understand where Bruce has been, why he didn't why he didn't respond to his text. And, and Tommy, Tommy is way too fascinated with about everything in the back. Yeah. But backtrack and, for five seconds. Did we skip something on the Sophie, um, like the Sophie Jacob stuff when they were initially searching for Kate? Did they at that point pan over to Alice and we saw her standing there or did that come later? We did see Alice. Um, we saw Alice very briefly at the beginning where they were, where the search team was going. She was kind of off in the distance like looking and, and you saw her hand, going on and you saw her hand clench into a fist. So you knew she was pissed. Right. Okay. Because I it's just family. It's the most dysfunctional family ever, but it's family. But it's family. Yeah. No, I just, I, cause we're, I think we're coming up on her next scene. So I just wanted to make sure we covered her first one. Couple scenes, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, Tommy and Luke are just kind of talking. He's like, you know, where have you been? Why didn't you, why didn't you contact me? And he's like, and Bruce is like, so Kate was Batwoman, huh? And Luke's like, how did you know? Oh, no. Yeah, that so, was mistake number two. Yep. And, and then he makes then, mis- mistake number three, like 30 seconds later. Then Tommy lets, it, lets, lets Luke know that he also knows that Alice is Beth. And I'm just so, like. For Luke. a person who's been so out of contact, he knows he all this stuff. <laughs> And I'm just like, how is Luke not going, huh? And I mean, I get it. Like, this is stuff in the comics Bruce would know. Like, even if Bruce isn't around, he would he would be getting daily updates. But again, there hasn't been enough time that's passed for him to really be. So, yeah, Bruce would know that Alice is Beth. Bruce would know Kate is Batwoman. That is fine. Like, it's just uh, the fact, like, he just, to me, the biggest thing is, like, he shows up. Like, five seconds after she disappears, that's, like, a big red flag to me. Yeah, huge. He's also very fascinated about the red accents on the weapons. Not to mention the weapons themselves. Yep. And he's really happy about the sticky bomb launcher, but he doesn't know where the suit is. (laughs) And Luke's like, um, yeah, we don't know where the suit is either. But Luke tells Luke tells Tommy why Kate went to National City to try and to get Kara's okay to destroy a piece of kryptonite. Which I mean, I would have just FaceTimed her, but okay, sure. I mean, someone mentioned that, and I don't know if it was I don't know if it was said in this episode, but like I wouldn't think of that either. Like she's just like I want to go see Kara. This is a perfect excuse. Now. Did we, I guess, it, I mean, obviously they did this as a way to exit Kate Kane, so I can forgive it. But part of me was also thinking, um, is National City really a flight distance away from Gotham? Why didn't she just take her bike? 
Um, look, the 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 landscape of the United States in DC universe is constantly in flux. That being said, most of the time, here's how it here's how it kind of breaks down. Gotham would be the stand-in for like New York. Uh, obviously Smallville's in Kansas, so we know that we know where that is. Although there's sometimes Metropolis is also in Kansas, but who the hell knows? Usually Gotham and Metropolis is separated by a river. Uh, Smallville's in Kansas. National City is more of like California. Okay, so that would be yeah. Then flying would definitely be yeah. the only way in which to get there. Yeah, National City I imagine is being like like Northern California or possibly even like the Washington area. Yes, yeah, so either way, like, it would be yeah. it would be like a twelve-hour drive and a yeah. five-hour flight. Okay, got definitely, it. I just, yeah, definitely just, left coast. Just trying to reconcile that in my brain. Yeah. So yeah. So she went over to Central City to get Kara's okay to destroy a piece of kryptonite, because as we found out last season, that's the only thing that can penetrate the bat suit. Um, and then it's also the same. If I remember correctly, this is the same shard of kryptonite from Crisis, right? Yes. Yeah. So, uh, so the reason why she needs Kara's okay is because Kara gave her that as safekeeping to yes. prove to her that you know she trusts her. So Luke doesn't understand why why she needs Kara's okay. It it does make sense as to why she would want it, but yeah. he decides to give the kryptonite to Bruce for safekeeping because he doesn't suspect anything. And at this point, like you can you can blame Luke for not picking up on the signs, but if you believe this person is Bruce Wayne, there's no reason why you wouldn't give him the kryptonite. Yeah, no, I I didn't bl- like blame him for doing that. I blamed him for not missing the what were obvious to me flashing neon signs that this dude is not Bruce Wayne. Yeah, we have Ryan putting on the suit inside of a grungy. I loved this montage. Grungy bathroom stall. Cutting back and forth between what appears her her and her mother getting beaten up by a group of thugs in their apartment. So now we're filling in the pieces a little bit more. Now we know that they were attacked. This is the same, you know, everyone's wearing the same clothes as they were in the first flashback and in the flashback of her trying to save her mother. So we know this is all... The same. We know this is like a continual flashback as to filling in her piece, and this isn't like two months down the road or three months. Right. Down. It's all the same night. We're just getting different fragments of it. Right. I loved this entire montage. I loved watching her suit up. Like there was just something about this for me that was like, okay, this is her taking her power back. I am all here for this. I love this. Like I was just all in on this. I really enjoyed it, except for one slight thing, and it's more of an aesthetic thing for me. We see her attach the cowl or the cape, the bat suit. I, I don't know why, but I absolutely hate the fact that this, that the clasps are on the outside. I don't know why. It's me. I understand. I didn't even notice just, that, so I'm just gonna let you rock with that. Solo. It just, it just looks weird. I don't like it. And it may not last long because they are updating her suit in a couple of weeks. They are. I'm assuming. 
So you may get your wish and get that taken care of. Good. We see street-level thugs just looking like they're about to ingest heroin. One's oh, wearing I love a, this whole scene. One's wearing a ski mask. One's wearing, like, a clown mask. We have Ryan as Batwoman. <laughs> Enter in upside down. She has no bloody freaking clue how any of the gadgets work, and I was dying. She enters the scene upside down, a la Spider-Man from the <laughs> Tobey Maguire movie. The thug pulls her down, and she's like, wow, didn't think that one through. <laughs> then she uses the grappling gun to kind of get up off the ground, goes swinging wildly in the air, gets <laughs> shot at several times, lands, and is like, hey, this suit is bulletproof. This this whole scene was just, like, awesome. Because my favorite, my favorite thing about it, though, is, like, she can kick their ass just by doing karate. So like, right, she because we still... know she was a martial arts teacher prior to this. Right. So, like, she and, – and she did. She managed to knock them both out. She just has yep. no idea how any of the gadgets work. Yep. The suit kind of – the suit's, um, like – Enhancement? White, uh, I was going to say the white pupil enhancement kind of turned on on its own. And she's trying to shut it off, so she starts hitting her – gauntlets wildly she ends up activating the gps on the on the suit and also ends up ejecting a batarang from her gauntlet into one of the into one of the <laughs> guy's knees and she's like you know what my bad i'm sorry didn't mean to do that she goes she's or did she say i have no idea how i just did that yep and she's like look i just want some information and i figured you guys might know um, she calls them uh, fault faces because without without really knowing anything in this scene, because all we see are two like low level people looking like they're about to do heroin because they have a they have a syringe and a vial in a box, so we don't know anything about them uh, except for apparently they're fault faces because we get that from Batwoman. Fault faces is the gang led by Black Mask is confirmed for this season. So in the comics, basically everyone in the gang, their whole thing is they each have different masks. Okay, yeah, because you're going to have to fill me in on villain backstory because I have zero comic books. So we saw Black Mask in the Birds of Prey movie last year, which was great if no one saw it. Uh, If you didn't see it, definitely see it. But it's going to be a different version, I think. We're going to get more of a comic – you know, we're going to get more of a comic-accurate version where it's like an organized crime thing, and obviously, you know, the masks are their false face. So she's like, I figured you guys might know, because basically she's looking for information for something. We don't know what exactly yet. So she takes out one guy. She she roughs up the other one. She's like, I want you to give me some information. He's like, I'm not going to tell you anything. She's like, well, I don't know what this button does. Do you want to find out together? <laughs> I love that. Like, I just love this. And can we just say that, like, for having to film this in a post-COVID world, it doesn't look like it was filmed post-COVID. What do you mean? The like the fight scenes and stuff. Like, they're like I wasn't sure how they would actually work with like the social distancing guidelines and if they would even be able to really do it that much, or like if they were just gonna have to use like creative camera shots to try to make it look like. 
they were making contact when they really aren't. You can't really tell it's any different. Does that make sense? Uh, it makes sense with the way your with the way your mind was envisioning it. To my knowledge, like once you're filming, they've they've taken virtually every precaution they can up until that point. But like during filming is when like you when it's. Like, the precautions kind of stop at that point. Yeah, some shows are doing it that way, and some shows are, are doing it differently. So I wasn't sure which lane that um, Batwoman fell into. Yeah. This kind of confirmed that, and I, I yeah. kind of like that. I would say unless something were to happen down the road, like if there's an outbreak or something, like somebody gets it, then we might see it dialed back, but right now, like, they're, uh, from my understanding, like, they test every day. Yeah, okay. You're not allowed on the set without a, without a negative without a mask. Test. Okay, so they, they have, yeah, they when have you're on, Yeah, when you're on the set and you're not on screen, you're, you're social distance, you're masked up, uh, you know, there was that, there was that viral uh, audio clip of Tom Cruise yelling at people um, for not adhering to protocols on Mission Impossible 3 on Mission Impossible whatever number they're up to I forget um, so it sounds like if you're not on if you're not being shot if you're not in front of the camera they're trying as much as they can behind the camera to so that way they don't have to worry about that yeah. kind of thing it's just different different studios have different guidelines because different yeah. shows are doing different things so I just wasn't sure where that woman fell yeah um I'd like to see because one of the things I one of the things we we talked about last season was Kate was kind of getting fighting criminals and she was just kind of like you went and saw like her progression. But it was never the extent of like she knew what she knew what the suit did. She knew what the buttons did. It was just her handling of the situation that she needed to that right. she needed to ramp up with where Ryan is starting at a complete loss. So I thought it was funny. I thought it was, I thought it was enjoyable and I am fine. If, if we see it very sparingly for at least one more or two episodes, but once like she is like, once she's officially taking the mantle, I, I hope we kind of tail back on these. I think we will, because I think she's going to be the type of character who's going to catch on quick. She like once you tell her something, I feel like she's gonna be able to retain it and she'll she'll learn it quickly. Like I don't think she'll be in the bumbling idiot phase, shall we call it, for very long. Right. So we are over at we are over at um Wayne Manor, where Tommy is standing out of bed with two women that are asleep inside. He goes walking down the. He goes walking through the manor, down the stairs. Looks at the paper, sees the thing about Kate, and we have Alice coming in, in a. <laughs> I don't know. In, what a, this in a very Alice-style funeral morning dress, like it's all black. She's it's got latex. It's it's a little latex. It's a little frilly. It's the hat thing though. Like the hat is what was like sending me over the edge i was like this is the best grief outfit i've ever seen because the hat is somewhat like is almost like rhinestoned a bit 
I'm actually looking at the outfit right now on my TV, and it is it is very Alice and very black. Like that is that is the two things it definitely is. And Alice is seemingly grieving over Kate, which is understandable. She's also drunk. I mean, yeah. What? But she's drunk because she's like she got drunk because she misses her sister. But right. Just the, I just the whole outfit and like this whole thing and she's like, I wanted her dead, but I wanted to be the one to do it. Or yeah, he's like, you wanted, he's like, you wanted her dead anyway. And I know she's like, I wanted her dead, but I wanted to do it. And he's like, look, you're the one who could have shot her any number of times. And he's like, I didn't say I was gonna kill her. <laughs> Like this whole scene was just so so she um so she tells him her plan was for Jacob to find the kryptonite and then manipulate it so Jacob would shoot Batwoman with the kryptonite and then after he killed Batwoman find out that Kate was Batwoman which is a bonkers plan bonkers completely maniacal and will inflict maximum damage on Jacob. I mean, yeah, like, it's a way to get back at Kate. It's a way to get back at Jacob. Like, this I mean, family it's, is... It's kind is of twisted brilliance. <laughs> yeah. Nope, it is. It is like, it's absolutely twisted brilliance. Yeah. And she kind of gets to carry out part of her plan. And now she's upset that, you know, Kate is in the intestines of a great white. Oh, that was a great line. <laughs> while... While Bruce Lame is playing Find the Tan Lines with a bunch of models. <laughs> that gets the line of the episode for me. As she is telling him what her plan was, and and he is very, like, you see on his face, like, he's like, oh, man, she is crazy. One of the women come down to the top of the stairs, and... Like, she gets two words out, and Alice throws something through her neck. It was looked like a throwing star, wasn't it? I, I, it's probably like her, her knife, her butterfly knife that she usually has. But yeah, it was so quick that we, they, they don't really focus on the object. You just, like, see her throw something, and then the model kind of, like, hits the deck because something sticks in her throat. I literally thought it was a Japanese throwing star. What I, I thought when I saw it. It probably could have been. Or it could have been like a sewing needle. I don't know. Like I said, they don't really they don't really focus on it. You just know like she just killed somebody. <laughs> and he's like, What the hell? Like you just randomly killed her. Why? And she's like, No reason, because there's no reason to anything in life. Also too, like she I mean she had I mean, granted she didn't really keep it very well but she did have the agreement with kate not to kill and well without kate she doesn't really have to abide by that this is true i also like i also like in her she was like you know there's no reason in in life that's why i did it and she's like i used to be reasonable i was tethered to reason and i'm sitting there going man if you're tethered to reason you know what that line what what made me think and this is just the way my brain works. Kate was her reason. She was tethered to Kate. Now yes. Kate's gone and now she's spiraling. Yes. 
she is obviously like she she feels like she is devoid of purpose because one of her purposes was she wanted revenge on Jacob for for what she perceived as getting over her. So um, she's like, hey, by the way, we're going to be buddies. We're going to live together because this is Wayne's this is Wayne Wayne Manor. And, you know, I'm going to tell people you're not Bruce Wayne if you don't let me live here. Blackmail always works well. Usually. Tommy does show her the kryptonite. He's like, look, I I kept up my end of the bargain. Here's, you know, here's the kryptonite. He doesn't give it to her. He just shows her that he has it. So, and then she goes off drinking. We go over to the holdup, and above the holdup is Kate's apartment with Sophie just kind of, you know, doing the old ex thing of walking around someone's house, sniffing their clothes. Aimlessly looking for answers. Yep. Uh, I think she was aimlessly looking for clothes to sniff. (laughs) But, yes, aimlessly looking for answers. Julia, who was already there, shows up and is like, that is that sweater a a clue? (laughs) Sophie's like, what are you doing here? Well, Kate told me to come here and retrieve something from the safe if something were to happen to her. All right, let's go get it. She also told me not to tell anybody where the safe was. Which Sophie was not happy about that. This is true. Sophie's like, I'm sure she didn't just mean she meant everyone but me. Sophie is taking this very hard for someone that was not dating Kate. Yeah, which kind of ends up being Julia's point later. Yeah. But I think this was the moment where Julia kind of went, okay, there's something there. And then, obviously, we'll get to it later, but the contents of the safe only solidified that. Yeah. So we have Mary and Luke looking for the bat suit when when Ryan was fighting the two thugs earlier. She had activated the GPS. Luke saw that, so her and Mary are kind of tracking it down in the nicest rundown sewer ever. Yeah. Like... I didn't know like, if it was a sewer or like a, a subway underpass. I didn't know where they were. Might, it might be like an old subway line, but like it looks very like sewer-like. It's got the pipes of a sewer. It's got the dirt kind of smeared all over the place to make it look like a sewer. But the rest of it's fine. Like, like it just looks like a sidewalk on in New York. And there's a little bit of water. They see Ryan coming through with the suit on, thinking that it's Kate until she turns around. They have. Um, go ahead. I love this whole scene. They kind of have uh, back and forth standoff about about wanting the suit back, and Ryan's like, "You'll get it back when I'm done with it." Obviously, Ryan has an idea that she wants to do something with the suit. Mary kind of chastises her for it, saying, "You know, that suit's meant for a hero. You're not a hero." Ryan Ryan kind of casts aspersions, saying, "You know." This belonged to a rich white girl. Um, this entire monologue, her numbers monologue here. Yes. I loved every minute of this. So, so you know, Luke and Mary are trying to tell her, like, that's a symbol. There's a legacy to it. And Ryan's like, well, you know, I'm just a number. She goes on a monologue of how, you know, she was the 327th child of a black woman who died during childbirth, which during that, childbirth, I went, that she was a twenty dollar check to a group home. 
Um, she gives her her prisoner number where she served 18 months for a crime she didn't commit. Enter the parole. Yep. And how she was, how her, the woman who adopted her, she was her number one, and then she was murdered. So she's like, I'm not giving the suit back until I find who murdered her and killed them. Because she said, because she said I could live with all of those numbers because the woman who adopted me was my number one or I was her number one. And now that woman is just another statistic in in a list of, you know, endless unsolved murders. And that's just a number that I can't live with. So you'll get the suit back when I'm done. Right. And, and she goes ziplining off. I like I felt this monologue like I was like, wow. It was really good. Like she has a very specific purpose. It's not it's not I want to bring peace to the streets. I just want to avenge my piece of it. And oh, I don't I feel like if I'm going to I'm going to say something, I feel like might get me in a little bit of trouble, but I'm just going to say it. I feel like they are doing a better job giving Ryan motivation for wearing the suit than they did Kate. Because it never felt like Kate really wanted to be Batwoman. It always kind of felt like she felt obligated to. Like, she never fully embraced... Kate Kate's um, drive to be Batwoman, both in the show and in the comics, is a sense of duty to her... Almost to her country and to her... So, like, she couldn't serve in the army because she was a lesbian. This is her way of still serving... For something that's bigger than her. And for Ryan, it's more, it's a little bit more personal. It's more, say, like, um, it's it's more of like Batman's origin, where Batman's trying, you know, Batman wants to make the streets safe because he doesn't want anyone to go through what he went through. Where Ryan's like, I want to avenge the murder of my mother. I don't really care about making the streets safe. It's almost, it's... It's weird. It's it's a it's a little bit like Bruce's motivation, but it's more personal and very single single minded. Yeah, but I, I kind of and this is just speaking for me personally. I kind of attach to this motivation better. Like it, it's something I can connect to. It's something that I, I feel like. I'm more I feel like I'm more connected to Ryan than I am to Kate, which is which is completely insane and crazy to say, but it's kind of what I'm feeling. Yeah, no. And that's fine. It's, you know, the motivation is a little bit more emotional for Ryan than it was for Kate. It's just like I would say I would say the motivation was more emotional for Bruce than it was for Kate. But I don't necessarily think that I don't think there was like I never felt like Kate didn't want to be Batwoman. I felt, I just feel like this is about as personal as it can be. So they gave her a different motivation for Kate. Kate wanted to try and help out like a lot of people and to get people legs up. Ryan just wants to solve one thing. Okay, uh, yeah. o- over into the Crow's office, we have Tommy talking to Jacob. Jacob comes into the office, sees Tommy as Bruce, mentions that they must be out of cocaine in Belize, which I think is a odd thing to say to your nephew, who I don't know, like, I don't... Do we like, know what kind of relationship that 
Bruce and Jacob actually had, real Bruce, because like, I mean, we know, apparently not good. That's what I was gonna say. We know that Kate and Bruce were close, but they never really said anything about what Jacob and Bruce's relationship was. And I don't think if Jacob and Bruce were that close, that Kate and Bruce would have been that close, because Kate and Jacob weren't exactly in a great place. Yeah, yeah, it it was a little weird. But Bruce is like, hey, I'm here. Or Tommy's like, I'm here. Heard what happened to Kate. I'm going to help any way I can. And Jacob's like, well, you can do that by staying out of my way. And he's like, well, I'm going to do it by helping eliminate the distraction and tells him that Beth is staying at Wayne Manor. Now, initially, when you look at it, it could just be like he felt Alice was a liability. And so he kind of squeals her location to Jacob. But I do think it was part of Alice's plan for him to go tell Jacob. Um, And then he leaves. He passes by Julia, who's like, hey, Bruce. And he's like, hey, you blonde girl, what's up? (laughs) And so Julia's like, you know, you really should call you really should call the eagle to let him know you're okay. Tommy has no idea what she's talking about. And covers horribly. Yeah. And she's like, oh, you know, the eagle. Daddy, he thinks you're dead. Oh, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll give him a call. All right, he's in his cabin in Glasgow. I'll give him a call. Well, I got to go to a meeting because I'm Bruce Wayne. And you can kind of see on her face that she knows not, something's not yeah, right. Yeah, she's not fully buying it. See, this is how you handle things, Luke. Yeah, I was. This, I mean, I, I didn't expect that she was testing him until she said she was testing him. But yeah, I was I'm so surprised that they actually because does it go right to the scene with Luke and Julia and Mary? No, no. We, okay, go, so... we go to an intercut scene of of um, Ryan reading the front page of the Gotham Gazette, listing the life and accomplishments of Kate Kane. Like all she did for, like um, all her all her nonprofit did for LGBTQ causes, opening the holdup as a gay as a gay bar to help people in the community come and have a safe place. And so so we had that scene of her and Mary kind of going back and forth, each casting the other in a broad brush. Like Mary was casting was painting Ryan with a broad brush because she felt like she stole the suit and was dishonoring the suit. Ryan felt like Kate was just a privileged white girl. You know, neither of them knew what the other was really about. And in this scene, you have Ryan reading the write-up of what Kate really was about, intercut with Mary and Luke, where Mary's on the computer trying to find out as much as she can about Ryan, and Luke's just staring out the window wistfully the entire time. I loved this whole scene. I thought it was kind of genius, to be honest. I was like, I loved it, like, just to kind of have the juxtaposition of Ryan learning the origins of the suit, or the person in the suit, I should say. And then you have Mary trying to get the truth about the person who has the suit now. Like, it it just all kind of worked and paralleled in a really kind of cool way for me. Yeah. So we find out, we already know all of Kate's story. So we're just going to, I'll just go over Ryan's. So we find out 
her mother died during her childbirth. Her father was dead previously, so she went into the system. She was adopted. She went to prison for 18 months on um, drug possession with intent charges. She claimed the drugs weren't hers. We know that sh- that um, she was let out. Now, she uh, obviously she got paroled, but did she come up for parole? I believe naturally, thing is, I believe, or did something push the parole through? I honestly think, and we'll we'll find out. I don't know if this will be addressed or if they kind of pseudo addressed it, and I didn't really pick up on it. This almost sounded like to me this is one of those cases that got thrown out last season when we had that judge kind of admit to. Oh, was it the Punisher case? Yeah. Not like not that case, but like, remember, that judge was like, you know, there were a bunch of criminals that we convicted on bad evidence. <clears throat> and hers was and, one of them. And I think hers is one of them because she talks about when she was talking to the parole officer, she says, you know, no one cares that, you know, no one cares that I did that the, cro- the, that the, did the time dirty. for a crime I didn't commit and that the crows were dirty. So that to me. That to me set up the fact that does this that, tie back to Luke's dad? Do you think? Um. Well, I mean, it ties back to Luke's dad in the sense of the same person that was doing those investigations might have also did this one. That's, I don't think. That's, yeah, that's I don't think I mean. anything else goes back to it. At least I hope not. Um. Then we that's find what out. I mean. Yeah. Then we find out that um Ryan's mother and landlord were killed when he was showing them the apartment. Because when they walked in, there were a bunch of there was a group of squatters there that they startled, and the squatters jumped them, killed the landlord and her mother, and left. We also find out that the squatters were part of Alice's gang, Wonderland gang. Yep. As we see, as we see intercuts of as Mary's reading it, the them stomping on her mother. Alice coming in was like, "What the hell are you guys doing? Let's get out of here." So, I, I go ahead. I think it was actually because my big issue when we found out that they weren't continuing the Kate Kane story was that the main through line of the show, the sh- the part of the show that I was most interested in, which was Kate slash Batwoman versus Alice, was going to disappear. They found a way to make Batwoman versus Alice still be a thing, even though Kate is no longer Batwoman. I kind of have to give them major credit for that. Ah, uh, I, I don't, I don't, I don't like it, and I don't. I will say, like, it's just, it's. I think with Alice running around, you can set up enough that you know, once Ryan decides to take on the mantle as Batwoman, she has to essentially be against Alice but I feel like this is just like a bridge too far of convenience for me like it had it it had to be Alice's group that killed her mother See, I think this is this is going to be the first time where we completely disagree I I loved it like I thought it was actually really smart because like I said it's a it's a big through line of the show that we thought was just going to up and disappear with change in character, but they found a way to still make it relevant. Right, and I and I get what you're saying, and it's definitely a preference point. But I think 
I think they did a better job of giving us a reason for Alice to still be in the show and be very connected centrally later on in the episode than here. I just felt it was just like out of all the people running around Gotham messing up the place, like it just had to be Alice. But it had to be it had to be someone big enough that Ryan would feel that she would need the suit to take them down. Does that make sense? Well, I think one of the things we we get in this episode is Ryan feels very powerless. She feels powerless about her station in life. She feels powerless about her job situation. No, that's true. You know, and then she, 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 and to, to her, the suit commands power. And her outside of the suit can't find out where Alice is. But her in the suit, the power that comes with the suit, she might be able to she might be able to get that information. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. So I don't think she thinks she needs the suit to take down Alice, but maybe to find her and to have the power to As Mary's finishing up Ryan's biography, Luke is just like yeah, I didn't hear any of that. Yeah, you know? he he was so he's, in his own head. Yeah, but I I can he's I. He's blaming I just, him. He's blaming himself for Kate, die, you know, supposedly dying because he was the one who wanted to destroy the kryptonite, and and that's why she went to National City. And Mary's like, no, it's not your fault. Although it kind of is. I it's, loved this scene. I love them. Like I don't know. Or remember if they are a thing or if they're still in the we're not a thing, but we should be a thing phase. But I love them so much. I love the way that that Mary is kind of there for him and they're kind of there for each other. Like they're coming closer together without Kate there in a way, if that makes sense. And I'm a sucker for this kind of a story. So I'm kind of here for this. They get interrupted by a text from Julia saying, you know, we need to talk now. As Ryan's finishing up her reading Kate's kind of biography in the newspaper, she realizes the hero that Kate was, not only in the suit, but out of the suit. And she doesn't, like, you can see on her face, like, she doesn't feel like she's worthy of the suit at that point. So she activates the GPS again. And she's like, you know, come get your suit. We go over to the Crows building. Julia's like, you know, I saw Bruce. I told him that he needs to, you know, I told him he needs to call Dad. He didn't know Dad's code name, which Bruce was the one who gave it to him. I told him to phone him in his cabin in Glasgow. And Luke's like, she, he lives in a flat in London. And then she's like... And then I saw he had I smelled he had alcohol in his breath and he had a drink inside the commander's office. So I lifted his fingerprints and it's Tommy Elliott. Alice must have gave him a new face. See, that (laughs) is what you're supposed to do. Were you shocked that this came out this soon? Uh, kind of. I mean, in in a way, I was because I mean, I wasn't I wasn't because I like Tommy was making so many mistakes that obviously was going to come out soon. Yeah. But I didn't expect them to. Here's the thing. I I, I didn't think he was ever going to be able to fool them. Like if Kate's there, I don't think he's going to be able to fool Kate. He doesn't – he really can't fool Julia. He can fool Luke because Luke is so smart he's dumb. Um, also because Luke isn't actually fully thinking because he's grieving right now. But carry on. Right. But what I'm saying is like I – even when they had this plan – I don't think the plan was ever to fool them. 
If you fool everybody else, that's fine because, you know, if Kate just goes running up and down the street saying that man's not Bruce Wayne, like it's somebody else's it's somebody else with his face. Like it's going to sound crazy. But she also wanted him to get the kryptonite from Kate. So part of her plan was for him to be able to at least get Kate to trust him. Right. Like, I don't think that part of the plan was was really thought through that well. I mean, but but that was still part of the plan. That was. Um, So, yes, I'm I'm I am surprised that it took a little bit less amount of time. But like if that if him fooling them, if him fooling like Kate or Julia went past like episode two, I would I would really be like, because, yeah, yeah, Tommy. Tommy knew a lot, but he didn't know everything. Like, he thought he did. Like I said, I expected this to come out in episode two or three. The fact that this came out now, and uh, another thing that we'll get to in a few minutes, this really felt like they were sort of trying to tie up in a bow yeah. a majority of the loose ends that they left us with that yeah. tied to Kate. So... Because I do think that if Kate was still here, that the Tommy thing would have gone a little bit longer. It's possible. So we have we go back to the Batcave where where Tommy is looking for the for the uh, Batmobile, which we didn't see at all in season one. We haven't seen in the cave at all. So Tommy starts randomly blasting sticky bombs to the wall looking for it. He finds it. He goes out. He sees that. Ryan has turned on the GPS, so he's out to go retrieve this because he wants to be Batman. Luke and Mary get to the Batcave. They see the GPS going, and he's like, oh, you know, he must be looking for her. Oh, crap, I gave him the kryptonite. Yeah, because Luke is really batting a thousand today. Yeah. Yeah, he is. You know, for someone, for someone who badly kept secrets in the first season... Especially in that first episode, he did, like, a worse job this time around. Uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, I love Luke, but my God, was he dumb today. We go over to Wayne Manor with with Jacob going in through the door and Alice playing the piano as he's going through the house with his gun out. And he's like, all right, Alice, you're under arrest. And Alice is like, well, I know something you don't know. And he's like... And he's like, all right, you know, let's go. Time to go. And he's like, Kate was Batwoman. Jacob doesn't believe her. And I I really love, I really loved Alice, like, explaining this to to, to Jacob. Yeah. She, she's just, she just looks at him and she's like. You're an idiot. Le- because, a the sign- lesbian superhero that didn't kill me. And like, then Jacob's hello? like. Oh yeah. <laughs> there there are only there's only one lesbian in Gotham apparently. Well, at least there's only one lesbian in Gotham who wouldn't kill Alice. Right. But she like she makes it like she makes it like blatantly obvious that that it is Kate and he still doesn't believe her and she's like if you don't believe me, you know, put on the bat signal and see if Batwoman comes because Kate is presumed dead. Batwoman hasn't been seen, so the crows are naturally just like, ha, we scared away Batwoman. And, you know, that was part of Alice's thing, like, 
Kate disappears and then Batwoman disappears at the same time. If you don't believe me, yep. turn on the signal and see if she comes. Um, we get we get uh, Luke calling up Ryan over the comms in the bat suit, which apparently is loud as hell. And you don't need to actually be wearing the cowl to hear it. And it's like, Ryan, you, you need to go. Someone's coming after you. Ryan, who was sleeping, kind of bolts awake. And as she bolts awake, we see the Batmobile coming up the street. They she takes off. There's a chase scene going. It's a really good chase scene. I really like the look of this car. Like I yeah. Car. And she, he's like, you know, he wants the bat suit. She's like, is Bruce Wayne really? Is Bruce Wayne really coming after me? He's like, he wants the bat suit. And she's like, I'll just throw it out the window for him. And he's like, and, no, you can't. Like that's a bad thing. Because he's like, that's not actually Bruce Wayne. That's Tommy Elliott in Bruce Wayne's face. And she's like, right. you're not making this any better for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And stop trying to sound smart, Luke. You didn't know it was Tommy. I, I want to <laughs> backtrack one one second. Yeah. How did you uh, – we'll go back to this in one second. How did you feel about Jacob finding out that Kate was Batwoman after Kate was already gone? I mean – Did you feel like that was necessary? Kind of. Because, like – I, so Jacob, I don't know if Jacob knew Bruce was Batman, and if he did, then he really should have known Kate was Batwoman. But if he didn't, Bruce disappears and Batman disappears roughly around the same time, and now Kate disappears and Batwoman disappears. Like, you're a little too smart to to not get that. So I'm fine with him realizing it. I'm fine with him knowing because he, it really should have happened naturally like he's too smart not to i just i don't know it wasn't something i was expecting it wasn't really something i think i needed and to be honest there was nothing that jacob really did that i felt was necessary to the episode today yeah which is fine like he's just trying to find his he's just trying to find his daughter like he doesn't have a huge role without kate being there like as a member of the as the head of the crows, he'll be around, but I don't think he has such a huge role that he would be central as he was in the first season. Yeah, I don't see him being that central either. Is he still listed as a series regular, or did they demote him? Uh, I honestly don't know. I thought I thought he was kind of I thought he was kind of kept, or you know, but yeah, I could see him. I could see him being in almost all the episodes, but I don't see him having a lot to do. Yeah, so I don't gonna have to, They're going to have to create reasons for him to have a decent amount of screen time. Aside from right now, like his main motivation is finding Kate. So like I think we're going to see like a lot of his scenes are going to be built around him looking for her. Yeah. Okay, I just wanted to bring that up. We can go back to yep. uh, where we were. So... Mary asks Luke if he can hack the Batmobile, and Luke's like, uh, maybe, but um, until five minutes ago, I didn't even realize that it was here. So Luke didn't know. Right. It was hidden. It was like hidden behind a it was an, it was essentially hidden behind a fake wall because it had to it would have had to have been a fake wall for him to be able to drive out of there. But right. it's, I weird just that, it's weird that Luke hadn't stumbled upon a button that opened up that area. Or that Luke didn't know that it was there. Um, Luke not knowing it was there would have been, well, I mean, 
yeah, I, yeah, we're we're saying essentially the same thing. Like Luke wasn't the one Bruce when Bruce was Batman. That was Alfred. Like I right. think I think Luke kind of Luke always knew that he was he was Batman because he's Lucius's kid and he probably helped his father with stuff, but he wasn't there helping Bruce. Right. As he Batman. was always on the per- he was always on the periphery rather than Right. Okay. Right. That makes sense. So, but being in the cave as much time as he had been since Bruce left, I feel like he would have known. Uh, but that, that uh, yeah, because I feel like Luke is the kind of kind of person who would have explored the Bat Cave on his downtime when he wasn't yeah. helping Kate. Yeah, we have so we have the uh, we have the chase, and then Luke hacks the Batmobile. It stops the Batmobile in its track, so Tommy gets out, grabs a gun, and starts looking for. Starts looking for Ryan, who is now in the suit. She sneaks up. She starts to sneak up behind him. He turns around and shoots her with the kryptonite. And she didn't die. And she did not die. Well, you don't necessarily die from a gunshot wound. It's not. But it's a kryptonite not, gunshot wound, yeah. Well, she's not a kryptonian. Like, it's not poison to her. Well, we don't know what it is. But... We know, but it's, I mean, even Luke and Mary were shocked that she is still alive after finding out that she was shot with the kryptonite. Right, and that's I think that's mainly because like it, like that would have penetrated the suit, so they just figured she was, you know, she would at least have more injuries than she is showing. And I think the fact that she doesn't was going to lead to somewhere that would have possibly led to the Superman and Lois crossover that is now not happening. That is correct. That is not happening. Um, so they they have a scuffle, a nice fight scene. She, she literally him, beats his face off. She kicks him into the van. The van kind of opens up, and he grabs her plant and smashes the pot, and that upsets her. You do not mess with Ryan's plant, apparently. I she love jumped. that they kind of made Ryan all about plants, knowing how much that Javicia loves plants. And Rachel also loves plants yeah it's just it's so kind of awesome um so the plant is essentially the stand-in for her mother yeah like she she talks to the plant but it's she talks to the plant but but it's always it's always like she is talking to her mother so maybe her mother gave her the plant who knows i'm i'm sure we might find out down the road but she gets upset she kind of jumps him and then she starts beating his face (laughs) Off. Literally, literally like, he beat his face off. Like, wow. I was like, I thought, I was like, oh, okay, we're going there. Yep. So she she tells, she gets on the comms and is like, all right, you know, he's he's done. You know, come pick him up. Uh, so here's the thing: is the whole Tommy Bruce thing? Yes, I think it's faster than we expected, and I think that's because. Their storyline with this was going to be more central to Bruce and Kate. So without Kate, they're just no, kind of there's no there's a lot more gonna that's going to be going on that you don't also want to have this story going. So they just decided to put the story out. Like yeah, just, they they kind of wrapped up all the Kate stuff because they have to sort of focus on Ryan and get us to care about the new lead of the show, which, I mean, I'm already on board, but there are going to be a lot of people who are going to be a little bit hard, easier, to, a little bit harder well, to please than I am. Well, and so, so, all right, we know that you have to, 
you have to make Ryan central. So that's number one. Number two is you have to, you're also making the search for Kate central. So that's already two storylines in a 19 episode season with a third one coming up in the next scene, which we'll get to in one second. So back at Wayne tower, Ryan shows up with the bat suit and is like, Hey, here's the bat suit. BT dubs. It's not bulletproof. It's not completely bulletproof because I got shot. And Mary's like, what can I see? Like, Mary, Mary, tell her you're a doctor first. Yeah. And she's like, no, no. <laughs> no, you cannot look at my but, open wound, you weirdo. But that was after she found out it was with the kryptonite, right? Because she's like, because she said, yeah, I got shot with this. And then she pulled out the kryptonite. And then Mary's like, oh, my God. And you're still like, and then Luke said, and you're still alive. And Mary's like, oh, my God, can I see the wound? Yeah. So, so we have that. And Ryan's like, all right, I'm out. Peace. We go back to Sophie and Julia. And Julia's like, so, you know, you still in love with Kate? And Sophie's like, I don't know. She's like, were you still in love with her two days ago? Oh, no. She's like, are you still in love with Kate? She says, yes. Were you still in love with her two days ago? Which is essentially when her and Julia hooked up. And she's like, I don't know. And Julia hands her the, the thing from Kate's safe, which is a letter addressed to Sophie. And we get Sophie reading the letter in a monologue where basically Kate says that she still loves her. And and she confessed to being Batwoman in this letter, yes? She does. She's like, she was like, by the way, I know I'm so good at hiding it. You never thought for a second that I was Batwoman, but I'm Batwoman. And I'm like, pretty much thought you were Batwoman. Yeah. Like you weren't you weren't hiding it well during the during this uh, the reading of this letter in which like she talks about still being in love with Sophie and her time as Batwoman and how she wanted to protect her. We see Jacob turning on the bat signal, waiting for Batwoman to show up and kind of emotionally coming to the realization that he knew Beth was telling the truth, but. He's like he's now emotionally coming to that conclusion. Yeah. We his heart and Mary. his mind are syncing up. Yeah. Uh, we have Mary kind of crying in bed alone. We have Alice walking through tunnel, also kind of moping about. As she's walking, we get a paper airplane that flies in, and it's the it's the Gotham Gazette of. Uh, article of what happened to Kate Kane that we saw Ryan reading, and then on the back, written in red, is the note. You know, consider us even. Consider us even, Sophia. So now we know that Sophia is behind. Well, now we know Sophia is behind one of two things. She's either behind the explosion of the plane, or she is behind Kate missing. Now I say those. I say or because. Either she kidnapped Kate and wanted to make it look like she died and is holding her for some reason, or she tried to kill Kate and Kate didn't get on the plane knowing that. And now Sophia thinks she killed Kate and now thus she's even with Alice or and Kate's like Kate's looking for her. So it sets up like what did happen to Kate? Was she on okay. the plane or not? I'm going to say that she, again – she was on the plane because, again, why would the bat suit be on the plane if she wasn't? Number one. Number two, 
would Luke have realized that she never actually boarded the plane? No, he wouldn't. There was there would have been no way to tell it's her private plane. But again, the fact that the suit was on the plane means she was. Now, I do think that maybe she might have skydived out of the plane once she realized it was going to go down. And she might have just forgotten to grab the bat suit. Maybe she has a backup bat suit. Or maybe somebody attempted to kidnap her mid-flight and she just kind of ran. It's possible. These are all things possible. However, so at least we're on the same page. Like, she's obviously not dead. She oh, is, hell yeah. She was not in the plane when it crashed. Listen, I have watched soap operas long enough to know that they are not dead if there is no body. Sometimes they are it, not dead even with a body. But yeah. that is not the point. So, yeah. So the question now is what happened to Kate? Is she kidnapped or is she looking for Sophia because of what happened? Because like Bruce, Kate would obviously know, you know, who was attacking her. It's a, it's the bat thing. Like someone tries to take you out. You instantly know who did it and why. So you try and take them out. It's fine. Like I'm not calling, like I'm not calling BS on that. So the, it's just down to two things. Is she kidnapped or is she off looking for the person who tried to kill her? Either story is possible. We're going to find out throughout the season. So that's a third storyline that we have now. So that being said, um, I could see why they chopped out Tommy as Bruce, because now you got three running storylines for a 19 episode season. So you kind of... Which may also end up getting truncated as well, depending on how things go with COVID. Yeah, I mean, they there was a small issue with there was a small issue with some CW shows. I don't remember if Batwoman had a confirmed case, but I remember like there was one or there was one or two CW shows that had something. The so Flash kind of, was one of them, I think. So like they kind of shut down everything for uh for a quick minute but they're back up and running i don't think we'll see it truncated again i think we're going to get the full 19 episodes and i think it'll just end up being like if it takes a little bit longer to produce then it'll take a little bit longer to produce um but won't what we won't get is the crossover and that's fine i wasn't really too keen on the crossover but yeah i don't i don't think crossovers right now are a very good idea um, for any show, really, under the current climate of things, because I think you kind of want to keep your cast in their own bubble and keep them as safe as possible and right. minim- and minimize exposure, so to speak. Right. So and then we then we end off with a scene of Ryan uh, putting her plant in a new pot and checking on her, which is just. Like right below her her left shoulder blade, but it is kind of open and there's lines of green. Yeah. That, that look infected, and you see like the lines kind of creeping outward. So. So kryptonite poisoning where, is apparently a thing. Yep, and that's where the episode ended. So overall, I thought it was a really good episode to introduce Ryan. I thought. Can we backtrack? Because we kind of forgot something. Um, Alice talking to what it, what I think oh, is a dead mouse. Right, right. Um, so, in <laughs> in Alice's totally reasonable state, 
after she reads the paper, we find out like she's walking through her old hideout where all the people that had died at the end of last season are still there, along with Mouse. And she's like, well, now we have a new reason, a reason to be Mouse. We're going to get Sophia. And then she spoons with a dead mouse. <laughs> like, I yep. just, okay, yeah. Which was and so and you know what I you know what I couldn't understand was he in those flashbacks? Uh, I don't think so because because I, I saw his name in the opening credits. But when they the, gave him they gave him know, credit just I guess be, be, for being a dead guy. Like <laughs> like for the love of God, please tell me you guys didn't like call him up and was like we need you to come in for like a day of shooting to play dead like <laughs> i mean in times of covid if all you have to do is lay there and be unconscious and get paid for it i think you're going to do it right but like because of covid like he would have had to have flown in he would have had to have flown in assuming he's not already av- i mean do we know if the actor playing mouse is like based Canadian? out of Vancouver uh, he might be. I don't know. But if he isn't, he essentially ha- would have to have come in, quarantined for two weeks, because that's what you have to do. Like, that's what everyone yeah. had to do. And then shoot that scene. So I'm thinking it was a body double, but they still gave him they still gave him credit listing, which I thought was hilarious. Because I saw that. I saw his name pop up, and I'm like, but he's dead. Because I think... And now I'm just going to guess that this took place with Ryan uh, before she found Mouse. It's very possible. Uh, I'm sure we're going to get more into what happened uh, down the road. But all we know is someone from the Alice, you know, a group from the Alice in Wonderland gang beat her mom to death. That's all we know. But that is the episode. Um, So you have something you wanted to get off of your chest? Yes, I sent you an article from The Wrap with the headline that Javicia Leslie's Batwoman doesn't hold a candle to Ruby Rose. And they tagged the actress in the headline because apparently Batwoman's ratings didn't go so well. But that aside, how dare you, when you are supposed to be a professional publication Tag an actress who is brand new, who is already going to be facing hell because CW fans are brutal at times. And you tag her something that is so incredibly juvenile and unnecessary. Like, why? Just why? Yeah. Um, and I will say before I uh, before I put in my two cents, I will say that if you read the article, the article is at least fair. It talks about how the season two premiere was down between season two and season one, which, look, is was probably going to happen. Now It's it going to happen to every single show. Right. Hello. Now, now, it was down a lot. OK, that's, you know, I understand like that was the headline. That was the point of the grab. But they at least also in the article, they talk about, well, you know, it might not have been, you know, they do talk about how the NFL had the Tampa Bay Bucks versus uh, New Orleans Saints, which was an extremely big football game. For one, you had Brady versus Breeze. It could have been Breeze's last game. And that, like, blew the doors off of the ratings. 
last night. Like I watched the football game and I DVR'd Batwoman and I watched Batwoman afterwards. So this does not take into account the DVR ratings that usually come in like a day or two later. It's what like live live plus, DVR plus five or something. Yeah. Yeah. So might even be plus seven. I'm not sure. Yeah. Like so there's more ratings that will trickle in. Um, so I think the article was was much fairer than the headline. And this is one of those instances where I hate the Internet because it's all about clicks. So you have to have like the most incendiary headline possible. I mean, and the headline, headline would be an issue. Accurate. The headline was accurate. But I understand, like you shouldn't with a with a headline like that, you shouldn't have tagged the actress in it because it's just not like as a person who. As a person who routinely hates people, you know, aside from like me tagging Disney for stuff that I have that I have a dislike for Disney, who's a corporation, I don't tag people in stuff that I just don't like. I don't like, do I, it either. Like if I, I if I say something bad about John Cryer as Lex Luger, I don't tag John Cryer, although he has seen my I know he's seen my tweets about it because he's actually responded to one, but. You know, I but you don't tag the person if you're going to do that. And it it makes my blood boil in general, like just act like tagging an actor to bash an actor just makes no sense to me. Right. In any realm of possibility. And I'm just going to throw this out there. I said it in my quote tweet. They had no business making the comparison, number one. And number two, they're completely different characters. And number three, I think I like Ryan and Javicia better than Kate Kane and Ruby. Like, Kate and Ruby weren't bad at all, but I, I didn't realize what I was, like, that I was, like, there was something missing for me until the shift happened, if that makes sense. Like, I'm more emotionally connected mm-hmm. to Ryan. Um, I feel the performances more than I did with with Ruby like there was always a kind of disconnect for me with Kate that I didn't really realize was there until it wasn't there now so I just this this whole thing just angered me to no end yeah now as far as Kate like I love the character of Kate Kane and I like Ruby I think Ruby did a good job I was fine with her staying on if she wanted to. I'm fine with her getting. I'm fine with Kate getting recast. Uh, you're right. They are two completely different characters. Uh, I will say that I still like Kate more, but um, I'm very interested to see where Ryan goes. I think Javisa did a great job. I think Ryan um, at least is a is such a different character that we're going to get different stories, which is which is fine. So you don't run into like the same old thing. Um, and she, you know, she could be very compelling. I want to see how she does. And I'm also like, I want to see where the story ultimately goes because I have always said, I believe that Kate's coming back. Oh, I do too. And I think I even said that when we were talking about like, how are they going to do this with Kate? I had commented that I thought Sophia was going to be behind it. She is. And you were right about that. What's going to happen when Kate's ultimately back? Will Kate take over Batwoman again? Will Ryan go away? Will they coexist? There's a lot of interesting pieces to this that I want to see played out. So we're on episode one. We have 18 more to go. 
Uh, and I am intrigued. Going. Yeah. So I don't think I have anything else to add. How about you? No. Other than I'm just going to say overall, uh, having not really going into this expecting anything in terms of how they were going to handle the Kate Kane situation, I was very impressed with how they did handle it. Yes, I thought the way they wrote her, they kind of wrote the story was done well. Um, Like I said, aside from aside from tying Ryan to Alice like they did, um, that that's really my only that's really my only knock in this episode as far as the storytelling goes and the fact that like Jacob now is isn't an unnecessary character but he doesn't have a lot of purpose he's now just a character in the show he's a secondary so, character like he's he's sort yeah. of lost his he was elevated to a certain status being the father of the main character which now that he is no longer that uh, his purpose has sort of disappeared with Kate. Yeah. So we'll see where they go from here. Um, other than that, you can always uh, contact us via email at Batwoman TV talk at gmail.com. By all means, you can always send us emails. When we have time, we shall read them on la- on the air. Uh, let us know what you think. Do you think, do you think Ryan is going to be compelling? How did you like her first episode? Please let us know. You can also reach us on Twitter at Batwoman TV Talk on Twitter or at Academy Rewind for me. Where can the people reach you? They can reach me at XO Tony Roney XO. All right. That does it for this week. We'll be back same bat time, same bat channel next week. Uh, until then, they are shining the bat signal out in the sky, so we got to get out of here, folks. See ya. Bye.